Welcome to the newest edition of the Blackhawks Hockey Central podcast. I am Joe Vitalian. That is Skokes. Today, action-packed episode, surprisingly, for July 26th. So, got to start off with some sad news, unfortunately, and the passing of Rocky Wirtz, the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, giving the reins fully now to Danny Wirtz, his son. A little bit of a complicated legacy, but uh, he is definitely uh, the reason for the success and the revival of the Chicago Blackhawks franchise when he took over. Uh, They weren't even broadcasting games on TV. And so he took took over, I want to say, in 07. And then that's when uh, Patrick Kane he got drafted right there, mm-hmm, first right. overall. And then uh, three years later, they win the cup. So, uh, you know, there was 5,000 seats, you know, 5,000 people in the United Center. Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook were there. They remember that. So it wasn't too, too long ago. You remember those guys. Those guys were the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so condolences to the Worth family, you know, uh, Unfortunate that uh, his legacy got was tainted by a yeah. uh, situation in 2010. We all know about it, and um, you know, but he is the uh, he is the reason for uh, Blackhawks hockey revival and hockey in the Midwest, Chicago. So, uh, really unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now this is truly a new leaf in the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Yeah. Uh, a weird coincidence, actually. So um, the the grandfather, right? Um, Rocky's dad, um, uh, Bill, right? I was a Bill. Yeah. He passed away in, was it 2008, when the, the last time the Hawks had the number one pick, Patrick Kane, right? And he passed away be- before he could see uh, Kaner like on the ice, you know, playing um, re- regular season. And then it's a weird coincidence that um, Rocky passed away uh, the second time the Hawks have the number one pick, you know, in our uh, franchise history. And he was here for the lottery, you know, everything. Um I uh, saw a, a picture of him uh, c- celebrating the uh, lottery night, right? But uh, unfortunately, he's he's not going to be here to um, see Bedard's uh, debut, and that's just like the weirdest thing ever, right? Like your uh, father passes away in the same exact situation, like with with the franchise. That's I don't know. That's just the weirdest thing ever, right? Very, very strange. Yeah. So, yeah. But at least that means that uh, in 2027, mm-hmm. 2027, and then it'll be 2030, <laughs> and 20, 2030, 2031, and 2032 are all Stanley Cups. Coming to the Chicago Blackhawks. Here we go. <laughs> I'm, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, just 
condolences to the uh, family, right? And the Hawks or organization, because everyone knows who he was, right? Um, obviously, everyone works with him, but uh, yeah, a few hiccups down the line towards the end, uh, especially at, at the um, town hall, right? Uh, when he... Uh, yeah. That was yeah. a tough look. Yeah, he uh, blew up on uh, Philip Thompson. Uh, nice guy. Met him at Fifth Third uh, one time. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – it was a weird situation. But, yeah, um, great great for the franchise. Brought us back. Saved us, right? But, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, condolences, yeah, definitely. And he was very instrumental in mm-hmm. um, bringing back the alumni, the Stan Makitas, right. your Bobby Hulls. You know, mm-hmm. Chris Chelios, Dennis Savard. You know, I, I heard a story today because uh, the NH, uh, Blackhawks talk, NBC mm-hmm. uh, Sports Chicago, they uh, they put out a nice piece, nice podcast tribute to Rocky, and they interviewed Edzo. And uh, why am I blanking on his name? The play-by-play guy, Pat Foley. Holy yeah. crap, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it was Pat Foley and uh, Edzo and, you know, Pat Foley mentioned that Stan Makita wanted to grab some tickets to a Hawks game. Mm-hmm. Charged like, him for it. And they charged him. Yep. And and so that was when Rocky came in, that's not happening. That's not whatever they need, they're going to get. And they all those legends of the Blackhawks franchise you know, became ingrained ambassadors into the team and helped revitalize the franchise. So, you know, he did a lot of good for this team, for the town, you know, very involved philanthropically. So it's unfortunate, but, you know, uh, we got happier stuff to talk about. And um, so it's Bedard season. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh samuel savoie he just yep. signed his elc uh today i want to say right or was uh, it, it was yesterday right yesterday the uh, 25th okay. yep nice yeah so all the all the days are blending together my man mm-hmm. so uh samuel savoie plays for in the qmjhl mm-hmm. the gatineau olympics and uh Posted career highs in all totals last yep. season. So 26 goals, 33 assists, 59 points, 60 games played. Last the season before 21-22, 64 games played, 18 goals, 15 assists for 33 points. So the guy's adding, you know, 26 points. Yeah. And eight of those are goals, which right. is nice. And then, you know, 13 games played eight points in the playoffs mm-hmm. and you know everyone sees him uh sort of as an andrew shaw type mm-hmm. and you know it's been brought up to him so he you know there's an interview with him and they're like yeah so we you know can I see like an andrew shaw type what do you think and he was really stoked about that comparison he says you know Yes, he's one of the guys I model my game after. Mm-hmm. Him is like sort of a Brad Marchand. But, right, right. Brad Marchand. Uh, the QMJHL has taken away fighting, which me, you know, at first I was going to be like, what the heck? Why would you do that? This is terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, get my boomer, my inner boomer out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm 
I'm thinking to it again, and it's like, okay, well, sometimes you have guys who get in there at like 15, mm-hmm. and then you right. can stay there till like you're 20. Yep. And it's like, dude, why does a 20 year old need to beat up a 16 year old? You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. Right. I, mean, I don't like that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So I, so I actually had this um, hockey website, right? And I tuned into one of, get in those games and it was like mid second period um uh there was a scuffle right um savoir he had no helmet on and he's just like pushing everyone nice. uh, in front of the net right like after the whistle so he's obviously trying to defend someone right uh that's 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 great to see uh but he's not fighting so that's all right um yeah but just uh just a major uptick in like his offense. Um, because when I did tune into uh, some, some of his games, right. You, you could see the skill that he has and maybe he's not, um, fully like fledged as that Andrew Shaw, but his offensive skill is much better than Andrew Shaw's was because, Shaw would score in front of the net most of the time. I mean, you didn't see him as like a sniper, but um, net front guy for sure. Yeah, big net front guy. Um, when I watch Savoie, he he loves to set up guys, and he loves to shoot. Not not just in front of the net, but down down the circle, down the slot. Uh, he's skilled. He's, he reminds me of like a, um, like our late round draft pick, Jalen Lipen. Like you didn't really think, think much of him at, as a seventh round guy, but he has some serious skill and, um, yeah, that's great to see that he's under contract and he won't be joining the Hawks this year. Uh, so he'll probably be going back to, um, Gatineau. Uh, but that's great to see that, uh, He's in the fold, right? Yeah, and I, th- I think the the main reason is that when Gadino's season ends, he can go to the Rockford Ice Hogs and play right. there. Mm-hmm. So th- that'll be nice. And you know, you got to think that you know maybe the less physical aspects of the QMJHL is making is motivating him to make this move. It's not going to be the sole purpose, you know. Obviously, he wants to get in games. He wants to get in pro games. He wants to start making a difference, getting his career on the right track, which third-round pick, mm-hmm. great. You know, he can, if he can carve, carve himself a nice little pro career out, hey, right. man, more power to him. Definitely. For him. Yep. Um, yeah, and there's just some, some a few other signings that uh, – also happened a few days ago, um, starting with like Tony D'Angelo, uh, 27 years old. He signed with the uh, Hurricanes, so he re-signed, I, right. I suppose. So yeah. was, they were going to trade him. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was right. like, okay, well, um, he needs to like, they're, you know, one full calendar year needs to go by so that they can make the trade and mm-hmm. you know, flyers. And so – he uh, got bought out twice, only player in NHL history, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he goes 
they don't need the dates. They don't need anything. He's not under contract. There's no assets being, you know, uh, going back and forth. So, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I look at him as a diet, Eric Carlson, you right. know, really offensive, you know, good skates well, moves the puck well, shoots, got a nice shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the player, good. The person, eh. Yeah, not Don't so much. Don't really care about that. Yeah. But, you know, Rod Brindamore, Rod the Bod has been able to get, squeeze all of his potential out. And, mm-hmm. right. you know, he was he was in Philly. There's, I'm not going to say there's a giant spotlight in Philly, especially right now. But those are passionate fans, and they love mm-hmm. their team. They love they love the Flyers. They love Flyers hockey. Mm-hmm. So you know he's going to Carolina. I'm not going to say no one cares about Carolina, but the spotlight is not there, and mm-hmm. that's just how it is. Right. So you know maybe he you know the pressure's off him a little bit. He's only getting 1.675. I mean, just from the Canes, he's getting two teams paying his salary right now, wow. which is pretty pretty sick. You know, it, you yeah. Know, cutting your checks you're making boatloads of cash you're playing the greatest sport on earth mm-hmm. definitely um then, uh, yeah. sticking with carolina right um, of course sebastian ajo signs his big ticket big, big ticket, ticket deal i mean that that's a major deal for um the hurricanes and elliot friedman did mention this was the or uh, frank saravalli he mentioned that this was the biggest deal in Hurricanes franchise history. Um, will push Ajo's career earnings to 103, $123 million. So that's eight sheets. Yeah, that's major money, man. Major. 78 sheets. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That is so much money. Right. Um, Eight-year deal, $9.75 million. AAV right per year, but uh, that's that's a monster deal. Monster I mean, deal that but is a long he's worth deal. It. Yeah, he's worth it. I think that's a great. It's he's getting mm-hmm. paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more than Seth Jones right now. So right, I right. think that's a great, great ticket. Mm-hmm. Seventy-eight Schmel, man, that is a lot of money. Oh yeah, and yeah, and you know the Canes, they don't like to, they don't like to throw around money like that so no. but this is their guy so this mm-hmm. is their friend oh, this is one of their franchise players aho svechnikov slavin slavin mm-hmm. however you want to say it right and um you know those are those are their guys and they're sticking to them which i appreciate mm-hmm. and they're going to make a lot of noise they're with the addition of tony d'angelo that mm-hmm. is probably the best defense core in the league right now. Right. And um Brent Burns is still sticking around. I I still believe. There. Yeah, yeah, right. Orlov, Slavin, Burns, Shea, mm-hmm. Pesci, D'Angelo, Coughlin, Chatfield. Chatfield, right. he's been a nice surprise. Come up from the Chicago Wolves and really made a great splash. Mm-hmm. Uh Dylan Coughlin, 25 years old, young cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's bounced around a little bit, so he's obviously got some value. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I mean, Brett Pesci, uh, great two-way guy, mm-hmm. yeah. 20, 28 years old. Right. Brady great Shea, I had a 
I had a buddy play against Brady Shea. Oh, wow. And uh, he said he was going to go fight him. And he went back to the bench and he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to fight that Brady Shea dude. Really? And all his teammates were like, you do not want to do that. You do no. not want to do this. Please don't do that. And he's like, why? What's up? And he's like, dude, that guy doesn't care. He just doesn't care. Yeah. He will beat the brakes off you and he won't even blink. You, yeah. you won't even think about it. So my, but needless to say, my buddy did not drop the gloves with them. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. uh, I just thought it was so funny. I was, cause you know, I, he was in, he's bounced around a little bit too, kind yep. of. Right, right. And, um, you know, I remember him on the, the SNL skit with uh, Chance the Rapper on, oh, when, wow. he was on the, uh, when he was on the, um, it wasn't him, but it was his name. Right. So he was right. on the Rangers at that time. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, he's a really good player and uh, oh, a yeah. good defenseman. And I think he might be available. Yeah, uh, soon. Yeah, right, right, right. So he's he pending UFA, so he he definitely will be available next off season. Right. But you know they got eight defensemen right now, and mm-hmm. you know all of those. I mean, I guess you could half bomb Chatfield and Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I don't. You know, you have to check about with waivers and whatnot, and probably don't want to lose those guys for free. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. Super deep depth. Just unreal. In yeah. Carolina, yeah. Um, e two Lesterinen in Florida, yep. right? He got a right. Nice little deal, three three mil a year, right? Uh, Twenty five years old only. Guy. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Six uh, three, one eighty four. Maybe maybe a couple more Cuban sandwiches or something. You know, I don't know what they're eating in Miami nowadays. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Alexis Gendron, possibly. 19 years old, Philadelphia, um, ELC. So I'm not mm. sure what pick he was in the draft. Um, yeah, maybe he was. It does here. not say right now. He's he's spent four years in the queue. Wow. So I'm gonna I'm going to guess. Huh. 20 yeah 2022 uh-huh. seventh round 220 overall. Wow. Wow. Jeez. That is, yeah. That's a that that's, that's a qu- quite a pick, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's far back. Those guys don't. That's yeah. like you're looking at your like Louis Crevier right there. Right, right, exactly. They're, they're Louis Crevier. <laughs> Could be. Um, Colorado doing a little movement, right? Um, Nikolai Kovalenko, twenty three yeah. years old. ELC, nothing too crazy, but just locking some guys in because obviously Colorado is not that deep right now in uh, their prospect pool, right? But right, uh, yeah, bringing back. Yeah, they did a nice mm-hmm. little bit of work. Oh, it looks. Oh, okay. Yep. I was mistaken. This guy Ben Myers, he did go to the University of Minnesota, but he was not drafted. He was signed. He was a college free agent. Oh, I see. So I see. He, he tore it up in the Frozen Four. Right. And um, they were like, you know what? Come on down. We need the yeah. depth. Let's uh-huh. see what you got. And I want to say he was playing with another one of their prospects, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that. Uh, yeah. And then from the most recent draft, 2023, Samuel Hanzik. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, we, if you remember from our, our uh, draft uh, shows, they, we wanted the Hawks to take him, but yeah. he was, we, he was too, too low. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't, he wasn't going to get to 19. No. And surprisingly, Oliver Moore did, right? And we didn't expect him, but. No, we did not. No. But we already, you know, covered that one. But uh, that's crazy how, how, how that works, right? That's, oh, he's uh, from Trenton, for, uh, where Marion Hosa is from. Is he? So Chicago yep. Blackhawks, yep, yep. great Marion Hosa, Trenton, Slovakia. And so yep. is Samuel Hanzek. Wow. And uh, if we want to, you know, we're talking about other people's mm-hmm. prospects. Well, right. we can talk about our own here. So Hockey Canada mm-hmm. invited three Chicago Blackhawks prospects to their uh, national junior team summer meetings. Mm-hmm. Kevin Korczynski, Paul Ludwinski, Samuel Savoie. Look at that. Samuel Savoie. Everything is coming up Samuel Savoie right now. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Savoie L- Ludwinski? Was it? Ludwinski, yeah. yeah. That's great, man. Uh, two grinder players, skilled, speedy, right? And uh, good old Korch, just going to tear it up. Just he is tear going it up. to tear it up. He, yes, he will. I mean, th- this is great. Uh, yeah. Team Team Canada gained some some talented players right now. But uh, uh, Team USA, they are also hosting their World Junior Summer Showcase, right? And one, two, three, four Blackhawks prospects were invited to that. Uh, Frank Nazar, Oliver Moore, obviously. Gavin Hayes, uh, that's awesome to to yeah. see him get bumped up there. After, Firebirds, right? Right, right. Oh, um, cool. Flint, after his uh, explosion of a year, right? Uh, just unreal. And Sam, Sam Renzel, because um, he was with the development program uh, with the U.S. team. So that's good to see them bring him back up. Sam Renzel. So four prospects, um, they are going to be scrimmaging, right, in an exhibition game this weekend, I believe Saturday. So um, that will be awesome to see some prospects. I I agree. Mm -hmm. And uh, Renzel Moore, both teammates at the University of Minnesota, correct? Right, right, right. Perfect. That's awesome. So they're going to be they're going to be on the ice with the national team. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be getting with with those high skill, high end players, mm-hmm. and then they're going to go to Minnesota and they're going to do it all again. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That that's great. Everything's great coming up Hawks now. Mm-hmm. Great Let's stuff. Uh, speaking of prospects, right? Uh, not too far away. Uh, pretty similar situation with some other guys, but um, the Arizona Coyotes. Elliot Friedman reported earlier today, uh, nothing was done, right, Um, as of yet with the contract. But Logan Cooley, um, he's expected to sign his ELC uh, this week and play for the Coyotes. He, I guess, had a change of heart recently. And, uh, hey, I want to play in the NHL. Right. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of those golden gophers, right? 
That was that would have been some of some of that elite talent that Renzel and Moore would have been playing with. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Juiced Moore's numbers pretty good. Oh yeah. So looks like Connor Bedard might have a little bit of a uh, little rivalry here. Not a rivalry per se, mm-hmm. just some competition, some help oh, yeah. for the Calder Trophy. Definitely, uh, yeah. Because really, really, thirty-nine games played for sixty points mm-hmm. uh, in NCAA in the NCAA. So that's you're playing against men there, and mm-hmm. University of Minnesota is a great program. Mm-hmm. And um, we covered it uh, a few days ago or last week, right? Um, the uh, Calder race and the competition is definitely going to be tight, man. I mean, we mentioned a few names before Cooley, Fantilli, Carlson, um, Wallstedt, the, the, the goalie from Minnesota, mm. um, a few, a few other names. Um, uh, Luke Hughes with the new, new Jersey devils. I mean, this, uh, this season is going to be really one to watch. I mean, if, if you want to get back into hockey or if you just want to get into to the sport, right, this is the year to watch exciting hockey. This would be I, the season. I agree. Definitely. Yeah, that's it's going to be a tight one. Definitely. And, you know, the like the Coyotes aren't throwing in the towel. They aren't still in full-fledged rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they've got – Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, Jason Zucker, Alex Kerfoot, mm-hmm. Nick Bukestad, Dylan Genther, Zach Sanford, mm-hmm. you know, Sean Dersey, right. Troy Stetcher. These guys are not like their their defense can use a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Karel Vegmelka and Connor Ingram as a tandem no. for you know almost five million dollars mm-hmm. could That's be worse. Great. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, it could be much worse. Could be the Toronto Maple Leafs and oh, yeah. Matt Murray going to be on LTI retirement. It looks like exactly for for the 2023-2024 season. I'm guessing that's about it. I mean, he had a long run, a pretty successful run, um, but seems like that's about it for Matt Murray. Um, yeah, just can't stay healthy. You know, made a glass, unfortunately. Great player, two-time cup champion. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Respect. He put up respectable numbers. Definitely. It's just, you know, can't can't stay healthy, and it's just bad luck at that point, and it's that's unfortunate. You don't right. really want to see guys go out like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean it's just taxing, right? You know, I mean he was like six foot three. Uh, not sure on his weight, but he was super lengthy. I mean, a super lengthy goalie, right? You would think he was like six foot five, six six, but he was only six three. But his um, limbs, arms, and legs were just super lengthy. Uh, yeah, taxing, and you know it. It leads to injury uh, uh, down the road. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's a tough position to go Definitely. Tender, for sure. Oh yeah. Um, as, mm-hmm. as much as it is mental, it is very physical as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, just a few statements, right? Um, going back to the 
uh, Rocky news. Uh, Patrick Kane posted his uh, condolences. Uh, Jonathan Taze, you know, just a few legends uh, reaching out, but uh, not not much else on the news front the last few days. Yep. Yeah, I saw Brent Sopo also did a uh, he did a he had a, uh, a statement as well, mm-hmm, right? Uh, because he he had kind of a little come to Jesus moment about his career when oh, he got really? brought in. He was like, you know, hey, you know, you're 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 being brought in to mentor the young kids to show them what it means to be a pro, really. And so he changed his game. Uh, Brent Sopel, that is. And, yeah. you know, he started eating pucks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And, you know, going going in <laughs> early, staying late. And uh, that dude's a character. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's doing a lot of work, a lot of philanthropic work with uh, dyslexia right now. Right. I think is noble. And uh, yeah. so, you know, he, get, he, he won a cup. He's a cup champion. Right. Climb the mountain. And he put in the work, so really, yeah. really cool. Uh, glad he did. Glad that happened. Yeah, um, I did hear one comment from uh, Mr. Uh, Brent Sopel. I, I'm pretty sure it it might have been recently, uh, within the um, last few months, right? Uh, he was mentioning, or he was asked uh, what he thought of like the uh, trick shots. Like the Michigan, or or you're flipping, oh, yeah. yeah, or you're flipping the puck like over the net, slapping it in, and and he responded something like, "Oh, I would cut that kid like first first second, or oh. or like he would bench him first second. I mean, that's not really um, what's it called, evolving the game, really, no, you know, no. but um. That's a little dino. Yeah. yeah. A bit of a dino sitch right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sopo was just taking a little old school, I guess. But uh, yeah. yeah. He's an old school guy. He, he yeah. played in that, in that era. So Right. Yeah. Funny guy. Funny guy. But uh, Really funny guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the, this edition of the Chicago Blackhawks Hockey Central podcast presented by Breaks Media. I am Joe Vitale. That is Skokes. Uh, action-packed week, really, and mm-hmm. uh, some really good news for the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, you know, I think they're on the they're on the up, they're climbing. And uh, I hope you guys have a good rest of the week and uh, a great weekend. And uh, go Hawks! Let's go Hawks! Mm-hmm.